Welcome to the Gateworld Podcast. It's my party and I cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to. This is episode number 50 of the Gateworld Podcast. I'm Darren. And I'm David. And this is the show where two nerds usually talk about Stargate, but tonight we're just going to kick back and relax and celebrate 50 episodes of the podcast. We've been doing this for an entire stinking year. It really is hard to believe that we've been going at it for this long, but uh, that's the truth. The weekly grind that we've gotten into a nice little routine. Are you still having fun with it? Largely, absolutely. Yes, I am. Like last week's show took five hours to edit and had almost anywhere from four to six hundred splices in that. That takes up a considerable amount of time. That's unbelievable. I don't even want to think about this week's. (laughs) Yeah, I edited the first, I think the first ten shows, and that was a nice little learning curve for me. But uh, you've done a great job. You know, I listen to podcasts out there that don't edit much at all. Yeah, I think our show is is stronger for the the work that we do there. It has to be, it has to sound succinct, and it has to sound professional. Now, the the two guys that generally yap, yap, yap on it, that's another story, you know. we don't always sound professional, oh, especially yeah. me. We make but, no claims uh, to professionalism at all. When it comes down to it, this is a fan podcast. Especially you know? this episode. The Big Five Zero we're celebrating with no particular discussion topic. We're going to shoot the breeze and we've got some special guests coming on, which is fun. Uh, I said special guests a few weeks ago and I think people started buzzing like... Actors, oh, immediately they think of Amanda people, Tapping people that we talk to, yeah, those yeah. those famous people. No famous people tonight, unless you count Tammy Farrar. She's famous in our circles. Gate World Forum moderator and some other guests who are fans and guys that we like to talk to. It'll be a good time. We've got some Stargate news, Gate World site features, and a preview of our next interview. That's with visual effects supervisor Mark Savella. So let's do some news and then start the party. Stargate news. Here are your headlines from GateWorld for July 8th, 2009. Stargate Atlantis, the complete series, is coming on DVD now that Season 5 is available. Here in North America, we've got the complete series boxed set with all five seasons, all 100 episodes, coming on October 6th, according to a new report over at TVShowsOnDVD.com. The box has a list price of about $260.00. But of course, you'll be able to find discounts on that at sites like Amazon and other places where this is going to be sold. So, David, do we know what is in the big pretty box with the blue chevron on it? I personally do not know. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to be putting in it in the way of extras. I hope there's going to be some new features, but I don't think you should expect them. Yeah. Uh, unless there are items that were given out in Region 2 and other regions on their DVDs and that we in Region 1 did not get, then you can expect those, I would imagine. I don't think that there were those, which they did for SG-1 so. in the early seasons. I don't think they did that for Atlantis. I think that the UK Region 2 releases were pretty much the same. There's lots of bonus content on those discs already. You'll get all the audio commentaries and bonus features, I imagine, that are, are on the existing individual seasons. Uh, The exact contents list for the complete series is not available yet, but we'll keep our eyes open for it. Uh, It will have new packaging. It looks from from this picture on tvshowsondvd.com that it's a a wide box in that the the spine is narrow, but it goes deep into your bookshelf. It's like Like, a tooth. Like too deep. Yeah, it looks like a big white tooth. It's designed to stick out a little bit. Atlantis will stick out above the rest. And once again, that's coming on October 6th. We'll have more info on it as it becomes available. (laughs) 
Sci-Fi has announced its Comic-Con panel for Stargate Universe and includes almost every single member of the primary cast, save just one or two. Uh, you can expect special guests Robert Carlyle, David Blue, Brian J. Smith, Elena Huffman, Jamil Walker-Smith, Elise Levesque, Ming-Na, and Brad and Rob, the creators of the show. That's the entire cast except for Justin Lewis and Lou Diamond Phillips. That's going to be Friday, July the 24th at Comic-Con, 10.30 to 11.30 in the morning in Ballroom 20. That's one of the bigger ballrooms. That, that seats uh, 4,500 people. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. And are you going to be there? I will be there with bells on. Sweet. Hopefully we'll get to hear what they actually say at the panel. This is exciting because there's been kind of a media blackout for the first half of filming for Stargate Universe. They're about to go on hiatus for the year of shooting, and they'll continue shooting up until the first, uh, usually I think first week of October. So this is sort of the big coming out party for Stargate Universe, I think, where the fans actually get to see the cast members, hear a little bit about the show... The nice thing about the way that uh, their hiatus is scheduled right now, they just went on hiatus a few days ago, and they will be just getting back from it at Comic-Con. So you're going to see them all refreshed and um, ready to go, and then the following Monday they'll be going back to work. That's the Stargate Universe panel at Comic-Con, and Sci-Fi has also announced a a number of other panels for their other shows. There's going to be a Caprica slash Battlestar Galactica The Plan panel. The Plan is the new TV movie that airs in November. Uh, That'll be on Friday morning. To early, late morning, early afternoon, 11.45 to 12.45 p.m., also in Ballroom 20. And then there's a panel for Eureka on Friday afternoon. There's a Sanctuary panel uh, early Saturday afternoon if you're going to Comic-Con. Uh, there's a Warehouse 13 panel. That's the new show that, that premieres this month. That's on Saturday. And then we also got word, this is not Sci-Fi Channel, but there's going to be a Farscape panel at Comic-Con this year, which is awesome! <laughs> And finally this week, actor Jan Rubes, who played Nicholas Ballard in the Season 3 SG-1 episode Crystal Skull, has passed away at the age of 89. He hung in there, didn't he? He did. He was an actor, a broadcaster, and an opera singer. And his family announced last Tuesday that he had passed away. Jan Rubes appeared in more than 40 feature films after getting his big break uh, in the Harrison Ford film Witness. He played the, the Amish father or grandfather, I'm not sure. And then in 2000, he was in Crystal Skull. Uh, Nick Ballard was a huge character for the Stargate universe at the time, for Daniel Jackson's backstory. He was Daniel's grandfather. Perhaps the biggest dangling thread, too. He was. At the end of that episode, we leave Nick with the giant aliens, and uh, we never get to see him again, never get to hear about about, uh, that species that he had discovered. Gateworld Features. We have an interview with Mark Savella going to be heading your way in the next few days on GateWorld. Mark is the visual effects supervisor for Stargate Atlantis, and uh, he's the visual effects supervisor for Stargate Universe as well. Yeah, we talked with him about a couple months back. We're just now getting to this interview. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there about the visual effects uh, of the show, you know, so obviously what you would expect from the visual effects supervisor. This will be fun. I met Mark in person in Vancouver, I think, but you did this interview over the phone, so I'm excited to hear this one hear what you guys talked about. In the early days, it was very much, here's a lock-off shot, and it's always telegraphed that a visual effects shot is coming because the camera's moving around, then you get this deadlock shot, and you know something's going to happen, right? Yeah, and gives it away. Really, it's really quite a challenge to blend that you know, into the live action and create a style. You know, they're, like People just think you, know, you fly around a couple of spaceships, but... Even with Atlantis from season one, 
we've really kind of subtly tried to create a certain style throughout the years. We've changed it a bit year by year, mm-hmm. I think. Like in the in the final years, we were, I believe, a lot more into the you know dog fights, and I really like that kind of stuff. I thought it was fun. The challenges of the the job, I believe, is anytime you finish a show and deliver it, it becomes dated. Oh, really? <laughs> so I I think because I always hate everything right after it's you know it's it's finished. Why do you say that? Um, you look at stuff a year later, and it, it's kind of a mindset thing, and everything else. It's and I think anybody in in the whole process of, of making a TV show or anything else kind of feels that way from directors or anything else, or maybe it's just me. What about you, Friday Five? What going down? For those of you who are absolutely in love with the Friday Five, I have to apologize. It did not get up last week, and I'm going to blame the Fourth of July holiday. It got to be about Saturday night, and I hadn't done it yet, so I decided that I was going to claim 4th of July and spend time with my family instead. So, coming up this week on the Friday Five is what we promised was going to be last week, which is Sweet Alien Ships. And I don't know what place it's going to come in yet, but i got to tell you, the classic 1997 model Goa'uld Hot Talk is going to be on that list somewhere. And how about DVD special features? We got new stuff? New stuff heading your way on Monday, as usual, despite the fact that it's my 26th birthday. Season 2 is going to be launching on the Screen Capture Gallery and the Gate World Gallery section uh, this week. Season 1 went out last week. DVD special feature content in the early seasons of SG-1 was really kind of scarce. Ivan hadn't come in yet to really mop up the floor. And, Mm -hmm. in fact, I'm watching a lot of these director's series... And you watch them long enough, you begin to realize that Michael Greenberg is is carrying the camera around doing all this footage. So the first few seasons, there's not a lot there, but of what there is, we have all the screen grabs for them. Yeah, they didn't even start doing audio commentaries for episodes until season four. So next week, expect uh, seasons three and four DVD special features, with that, which add up to like four featurettes. Uh, so now you and I have been talking about something, and I think it's a fair time to float it out to the peoples and see what the peoples think. I'm thinking about the DVD bonus features and what we just said about the fact that there were no audio commentaries for the first three seasons. Well, uh, every once in a while you'll be out there and you'll see a fan group for a particular show. Fans will record their own audio commentary for an episode, sit down and watch it straight through 44 minutes, and then upload an MP3 file that you can stick in your ears and listen to while you're watching the episode. You and I want to do this for Stargate. We've been talking about it for, I don't know, a year or two. I think probably longer than we've been doing the podcast. This is something that we may do like a test run this summer before I move. I'm moving to Scotland in the fall, and I don't know what my internet situation is going to be quite when I arrive there. So it may be something that we don't do regularly. It may be something that the peeps don't see until the fall. But uh, I'm wondering what people want to see. Do they want us to do an episode fan commentary for an early season, seasons one through three, that doesn't already have an audio commentary on the DVD? Or do they want us to, you know, pick a favorite episode from later in the series, do a movie like Continuum, which we've already talked about to death? What do you want to talk about? I do not want to go from Children of the Gods to... No, not in order. I do not want to do that. I want to pick favorite episodes and gradually fill in the blanks. I'd love to get Colleen Renison back to talk about Bane and to talk about Rite of Passage. I'd love to get Ronnie Cox to talk about some of his favorite episodes and Tom yeah, McBeth 
you know, these people who never get to do the commentaries. I'd love to have a commentary with them, and then you and I do a few of our own. So I think what we talked about was doing starting a, a test run with like a favorite episode or two. Pick the best one to bludgeon, Darren. That's great, and gradually build that gallery of, uh, of mm -hmm. commentaries up from from ones that people want to listen to and gauge what the response is for it. So that's kind of the question. We're going to float the balloon eventually, hopefully before the year is out, and see what people want, see if they like it, see if enough people are into it that it's worth the extra time. Certainly with the podcast, as we've learned over the last year, we were really stinking busy before we started the podcast, and now that's added several hours per week onto our workload. The main discussion. So uh, we've been doing this 50 times now. 51. For a year. 51? It's 51. You're crazy. This nope. is the 50th episode bash. I know, but... How can it be episode number 51? Because 50 was last week, technically. You must be crazy. 43B, we talked about Star Trek. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> we recorded it the same night. Uh, that's true. And it had nothing Stargate about it. I won't burst the bubble anymore. All right, 51 files, okay? 51 files. 50 shows. This is the one that we're celebrating, definitely. Yeah, this is our wormhole extreme, so let's make it obnoxious. Obnoxious? I don't know. I don't know. I'm undoing this zipper. Oh, please. When I told you that we were doing this with our pants off, I was totally joking. So who do we have coming on first tonight? We've got uh, several special guests tonight. The first one is going to be Justin Nolan, who co-hosts the other Stargate podcast out there, The Fifth Race. And they are doing episode-by-episode -episode commentaries. Not commentaries, not real-time commentaries, but episode discussions. Straight through SG-1 from Children of the Gods. <laughs> Hey, Justin. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited. Sweet. How are you guys doing? Good. We've been shooting the breeze, talking Stargate news, the top, the top part of our show for the last half hour. We're ready to have some fun. David's got his pants off. I'm wearing my pants, so I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> Good deal. That's fine. Well, let's make this official. Our first yeah. guest is Mr. Justin Nolan, the co-host of the Fifth Race podcast. Welcome, Justin. Is Gateworld and The Fifth Race the only two Stargate podcasts that are out there? As far as I know, they are, yes. There was another one that um, shut down, I think, that was called Stargate Podcast or something. Or Gatecast is what it was. They did, like, three episodes or something like that and then shut down. So now, when did you guys start your show? I know it was before us. We're celebrating one year here. How long have you guys been going? We've been going for a year and a half. I think we started in February of 08 obviously. What I love about this podcast is you guys pump those out like clockwork. Those are every week. Right. Well, you guys pump yours out like clockwork, too. Yeah, that's just because I have dirty secrets about David that keep him working hard. <laughs> the way that we do ours is kind of unique, a little more unique than you guys. Is You guys do yours every week. Like, Tim and I haven't recorded in a month again. We've recorded up to, like, episode... 80 or 89 or something. I mean, it's been oh, so long, wow. I can't remember what episode we're on now. Maybe not quite that far. I think we have enough for like three months if we don't record again. Why do you do that? Um, even though we live in the same place and work at the same job, sometimes don't really we... don't really like each other, don't like, you know, spending too much time together. No, we kind of do. I mean, like, it's just uh, this week Tim's been out of town, and I mean, sometimes we just don't get together because, you know, Tim actually has a life. I mean, I really don't do much besides work, and we just want to make sure we have episodes recorded. Like, during Christmas, um, we got so busy that I don't think we recorded for like two and a half months or 
Maybe mm-hmm. we recorded once in that time span. We do it that way so we don't hopefully run out of episodes, and we're getting to a point, like, we were really, really far ahead, and now we're not nearly as far ahead as, as we should be. You're still way ahead of us. We skip Christmas. We just take two weeks off, and obviously a lot of that is about the fact that we always start the show with news, so we try to keep it up to date week to week. But, you know, a lot of what we do, especially when the show's not airing, is, you know, the kind of topics that we're doing this summer, we could we could record a bunch of them. And then just record your news segment every week or something. I mean, then it'd be short, but I really like the way we do ours because it's, it's you know, we can sit down and, I mean, we really don't talk about news on our main show, so it's just Tim and I sit down, we watch an episode, and then we record about it. And sometimes we'll do three episodes. Sometimes we'll do three. I think one day we did four, and Tim got kind of cranky about that. Like, I never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. That's about eight hours of content. Yes. And, I mean, some of our episodes go over an hour. I, don't, I can't remember that day if they did or not. Now, the cool thing that I like about the Fifth Race podcast, anybody who is a Stargate podcast listener, for some bizarre reason, hasn't listened to it yet, especially if you're a long-term fan of SG-1, is, is you guys have this great formula. One of you is a long-term hardcore fan, uh, which is you, and then Tim is kind of a newbie. He's watching these episodes for the very first time and doesn't have all that baggage of what's coming up in the next seven years. It gives a, a really unique perspective, and I'm really glad that this is the way that I decided to do it. In order to do the podcast, I wanted to find a good ho- co-host. I didn't want to do it by myself because I think most podcasts where one guy mm-hmm. sitting around, for the most part, is really boring. Yeah, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Lovely. Finding a good co-host. You found an awesome co-host. <laughs> Originally, we wanted to do, I wanted to do a Heroes podcast, and there was already too many Heroes podcasts out there. And Tim was mm-hmm. like, well, let's do one. What do you want to do it on? And I was like, one of my other favorite shows is Stargate. He was like, well, I've never watched Stargate. And I was like, well, that'll make it even better. You can mm-hmm. watch it in real time. So has this been a good uh, experiment for you, rewatching all this stuff with a newbie? Oh, yeah. I mean, what kills me is, like, there's stuff that, thinking back to um, the days when I watched the shows, I was like, Tim, a lot of time, guesses ahead of what happens. I mean, he's just amazing the way he figures things out. Uh-huh. And, I mean, even um, listening to his point of view is, is kind of unique, thinking back to where I have. And, I mean, one of the other things, unfortunately, like, he spoiled a couple of the episodes for me, like, 100 days. Tim brought up something about... Like, well, why didn't they just shoot missiles through the gate? Because eventually he didn't hadn't seen that yet, but you know they do that later on in the series, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they could have blasted the gate and then, you know, instead of sending Tilk through on a suicide mission to drill through the top of the thing and, you know, get out. And I was like, I don't know why, but that just really bothers me. And now I just don't think the episode's nearly as good as it was. <laughs> That's what I like about the early episodes of SG-1, and David and I have gone on and on about this, is that when you don't have lots of highfalutin technology when you don't have Asgard transporters yet when you don't have ships the SGC had to really think creatively and episodes like 100 Days is is a great example of that you've got to think your way out of an impossible situation and you can't just shoot missiles through the gate which which we can do now was it in an interview with you guys where Brad Wright was like you know the first five seasons of Stargate SG-1 was kind of like its own show and then the last five seasons of Stargate was its own show where it, when it switched networks, it kind of became a whole new show. And when did they get the first ship? That was season six? It's Prometheus. Yeah, season Just six. Just before the humanoid replicators were introduced. And that changed so much on Stargate. Even though, you know, they'd stolen a couple of Gould ships before that. Well, so what do you think about Universe? Are you excited about the show? Are you going to tune in? I'm definitely going to tune in for Universe. The whole thing that they're talking or originally, I mean, it's a little... I haven't really been keeping up nearly as much as I was in the beginning about like 90210 Stargate Universe. I kind of like those kind of shows, so I I definitely think 
I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be hopefully kind of exactly what I want. I think it's going to be weird the way they're going to explain things on how they're going to make sense of how, how they're stranded and what have you not. Our team went through to Atlantis, but they took tons and tons of supplies and, you know, things like that. I'm wondering yeah, right. how they're going to explain that. But I think overall the show is going to be awesome and it's going to be something completely different and hopefully rejuvenates the franchise. If I had to choose between Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis, I don't know what I'd choose, but I do know that, I mean, I love Rodney McKay. He is such an awesome guy. And Shepard is just like O'Neill. He's almost like O'Neill squared. He's just great, like even better than O'Neill. Mm. But then there's so many classic SG-1 moments I think about. I mean, which one, if you guys had to pick, which one would you pick as better, SG-1 or Atlantis? We've been pretty transparent that we're uh, SG-1 fans first because that's where we fell in love with Stargate. And obviously it's got five years and over 100 episodes on, on Atlantis. It's not to detract from Atlantis at all. It's just of the two shows, I think we both happen to have liked that one better. I think action, an action-based series is fine, but I love the problem-solving that, that SG-1 often did and how much more, seemingly, for me, it felt more like the characters. It felt like the characters gelled more. I can't say one thing that seemed a lot weirder about Atlantis is that Rodney would just pull things out way more out of left field than they ever did on SG-1. And Except it seemed like towards the end they started kind of doing the same thing on SG-1. And there are so many awesome Foundation episodes in SG-1. I just really like Rodney McKay as a character. Like if he had been on SG-1 a lot more, that would have rocked. But all in all, I'd probably still pick SG-1. I mean, like if I had to name my favorite episodes... There would be more SG-1 episodes. Well, I mean, there's twice as many episodes, SG-1 episodes to pick from. But on Atlantis, I mean, I'd pick, like, The Shrine, the two ones with Daniel Jackson. I really like Daniel Jackson, too. From SG-1. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Uh, SG-1, I probably like SG-1 more. All right. So, okay. <laughs> but you just named three episodes from season five that were your favorites on Atlantis. Did you think that, that season five was the best year? I would say yes. I mean, I loved the episode Vegas and the last episode I liked, although there were some kind of weird things with the wormhole drive. But, I mean, that would have made so much more sense if two episodes before that, Rodney would have said something about, man, I'm working on this new project called Wormhole Drive. And then I've been okay with that probably yeah, more. set it up a little bit. But it was kind of out of left field, wasn't it? It was really far out of left field. I mean, I definitely think Atlantis' best episode was its last year. And although the year before that wasn't too bad with Carter, I think Atlantis got better every year. So it's as it went, it just got better. How excited are you guys about Universe? Tremendously. Really? Yes. I have been talking about the things that I want for Stargate for the longest time, the things that I want to see, and lo and behold, 9 out of 10, they went and they created that. Yeah, what are the things uh, that you're interested in? I mean, not character-centric dramas where the characters are important. So not so much as the technology that they wield and the action and the running and gunning. All of that is fine. But if, as Brad says, if you don't care about the characters, it's all meaningless. It doesn't matter. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking for for a show that's a little bit more cerebral, a little bit more beneath the surface. And I'm looking for a show that that takes itself a little bit more seriously because we've done the shows that that don't take themselves too seriously. And and sometimes it works. Most often it works, but sometimes it's almost cornballish. And I I talk with people who watch the show, who try it out, and they just can't get serious about it because it doesn't take itself seriously enough. And I think Stargate is ready for that. And it's not to cancel out anything that has come before. It's all there. It's not going anywhere. But you need something new. Otherwise, the toy will break. This is something that you and I have talked about. The transition from SG-1 to Atlantis 
was they set out to make a, a different show. They didn't want to make a, a, a cookie cutter of SG-1. They didn't want to make SG-2. Uh, and that means more than just setting it in another galaxy with, with a new cast of characters. Genre-wise, within science fiction, SG-1 was was an adventure series. You could call it that. And it did different kinds of episodes like that. Atlantis was more of an action show. And that's fine. I mean, it, it was what it was. And it was it was a great action show. But uh, the next one's not going to be an action show. You know, it's it's hopefully going to be a character drama. Stargate viewership is not where it was a few years ago. I think it needs a shot in the arm. Don't you think that that's more yeah. that maybe the hardcore fans are downloading it from torrents and stuff like that and not watching it on TV? That's certainly a part. Yeah, I think a lot of them are. I really wish that they would just release the shows so people could download them with commercials in them and then count all that as part of the Nielsen ratings, or maybe they just need something called something besides the Nielsen's so it tracks all the things. Because it seems like there were some episodes of Stargate that were downloaded like a million times on some of the torrent sites that I've heard about. Sci-fi shows especially are hugely, hugely downloaded, and there are shows that I watch exclusively online on Hulu and such, uh, and on iTunes. I watch Stargate on iTunes for crying out loud. But, um, yeah, they don't, they don't measure it. It seems like they're getting better. And the people who make the shows and who pay to have the shows made are taking into account things like advertising revenue on Hulu. But I don't know. It, it seems like we're still years away from that really making any difference. Yeah, you have producers like Martin Garrow who have the mentality of, and he said that, he said this to us, downloaded episodes should not count. The Nielsen rating system works just fine. So there it is. So thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Justin. It was a huge honor. For you guys to ask me, I'm really glad I was here. I'm sorry that Tim couldn't make it. I was really excited to be here, and um, hopefully we can do it again sometime. I think that people who listen to our show need to, number one, they need to go listen to the Fifth Race podcast, and number two, they need to hear more voices than just me and David every Uh single week. So I hope we get a chance to have you on again, especially because I'm going overseas and maybe incommunicado for a week or two we may need you to pinch hit with the guest hosting that would be awesome i'd definitely be there for you guys that'd be cool thank you sir good luck to you good to talk to you catch you guys later bye right, bye once again that was justin nolan from the fifth race podcast you can find justin and tim online at the fifth race podcast.com that's fifth five th our next guest on the big 50th episode bash is Mr. Michael Hinman from AirlockAlpha.com, formerly Sci-Fi Portal. How is the news site going, Michael? You know, it's going really good, I have to say. Even uh, even though that our old name is getting out there and it's big days coming up on Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm, this week? Yeah, this week. It's uh, You know, I think we're doing really good. Our numbers are a lot better than what they were before we changed the name. And I guess I could say that our name change probably went off a little bit better than Sci-Fi Channels did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's not saying much. I gotta say, you are one of the reasons why I think we got into podcasting. I was listening to podcasts and listening to the Sci-Fi Portal radio show when I got the idea that, hey, you know, we should do this for Stargate. (laughs) I'm sure how the conversation went is, hey, if that guy could do it, anybody could do it. Anybody can (laughs) do it. No, you're very good at what you do. What did it for me was the, in all honesty, the... It wasn't that I heard this and I was like, man, I can do so much better than that. It was when I heard the the show, when Darren said uh, you should turn this thing on, and that ended up being the episode that I uh, that I came on and, and did a little uh, a five-minute 
bid on was the, the quality and professionalism that came forth naturally. And I said, if there's that kind of quality online for a sci-fi radio show, maybe I, being a person who has a communication background, can do something very similar. But, you know, I mean, it was funny because when we decided to do the radio thing, it was just something that, because I was in radio a long time ago before I got in a newspaper. Well, probably around the same time I, was, I started a newspaper, I was doing radio. And hmm. um, so I, I guess that helped a little bit. And, of course, I always worked for bosses who always wanted the best production ever. So even though, like, you hear a lot of these podcasts that are out there, a lot of these live online radio shows, and it just sounds like they're on the phone. And that's all they're doing, have like a phone conversation. There's no production value or anything that goes into it. I mean, we made sure that our show was well produced and uh, and took it one step further by doing it live just because we thought people might tune in to hear us screw up. So <laughs> There is that element of it. Which happened a lot. <laughs> so. That is just you not disappointing your audience. That's right. That's what, you know, I told people, you know, we have to have screw ups on there, especially what was it like my third show where the phone lines went out. So we couldn't have any guests on or anything. Oh, else. I love that. Yeah. And uh, I think that was my most infamous show where my voice was gone at the 90 minute mark. And <laughs> I think that you were supposed to have me on that show, actually. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I tried to <laughs> I tried to call into the, the service and and couldn't get through. And I was wondering I was listening to you live, wondering what the heck you were going to do. And you decided to do the entire 90-minute show by yourself. Wow. It was incredible. It was crazy, because I, I couldn't talk for two days. I swear. Yeah, I would have canceled was, that. I would have canceled that. It was just tough trying to find things to talk about for 90 minutes, and luckily we had the chat room going and stuff, because otherwise, I, I think I started pulling up stuff from Peter David's website, and I was just reading it, and uh, it was like doing a filibuster or something, you know? Well, now, you handed off the reins of the show a few months ago, didn't you? Yeah, well, the show is on hiatus right now. We we tried to hand it off, and, um, you know, and, and really doing a live show, and you guys know this from doing a podcast, I'm sure, just the, the prep that goes into a show is just enormous. And, mm. um, I mean, lining up the guests, uh, writing the show, because a lot of what I did was scripted, of course, except for the interviews and everything else, but... Um, it was it was really tough to do where I would come home from work on Wednesdays, which was my deadline day, by the way. So I'd just be getting off deadline. You know, I'd be wiped out just wanting to, you know, relax and do nothing but lay on the couch and watch television. And here I had to write a radio show and they go on at 10 o'clock every, you know, every Wednesday night. And it was so tough. And I mean, other people that kind of tried to succeed me just really couldn't do it. So uh we're we're looking at kind of revamping that show a little bit and uh, put me back as host, but make it more of a monthly show and more of a podcast, like what you guys are doing. You guys have the right idea, which is you know let's record it all earlier and let's put it together and you know put it out there that way. I think that would be so much easier. It shifts a lot of the work to to the back end because obviously there's there's a lot of editing that goes into it. Just last week, I spent five hours editing. <laughs> sometimes we record these and we get done in a little over an hour, but sometimes it goes two hours and, and we kind of have a, an agreement between ourselves that we don't think the show ought to go more than an hour. So that ends up being a lot of editing for yeah. David. You know, and I think that's a smart move, to be honest, because, I mean, you know, we did a 90-minute show, and that's only because we were trying to cram so much in there and we wanted to spend 45 minutes with the guests. We didn't want to just be the guests and nothing else. But 90 minutes to be sitting in front of your computer is a long time. I mean, it's not like a radio show where you're, you know, you're probably sitting in the car or you have it turned on at work or something like that. I mean, we're talking more like, 
you know, something that where people have to sit in front of their computer for a long period of time, and that's just a long time to do it. And I think 90 minutes was just a killer. So when we bring back Alpha Ways, which is the name of the radio show now, I mean, it's probably going to be a 60-minute thing. It's you know, we're going to keep it tighter, shorter, and mm-hmm. have it in a way where people can download it into their iPod. There you go. Yeah, you make the, the show portable, and they can listen to it when they want to. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was listening to your radio show as I was on my commute every morning. Uh, I I wasn't doing the live show more than maybe once a month. You, you guys, you have a great podcast. I mean, talking about Stargate, it's just it's the most fun thing because you know I came to Stargate so late, and um and it really was I think about a year before they were about to launch Atlantis that I finally got into Stargate. Even though all my friends were into it, and it's like ah, eh, you know I don't know. I started watching SG One and. I mean, it was just, it's a great show. I love watching it. I mean, it's not the deepest show on the planet, but it's its great fun. It's just entertaining. Every single episode, I have a good time watching it. And, you know, and I was really sorry to see Atlantis take off so early, but, you know, it just mm-hmm. seemed like they couldn't just get that on the right track. One of the reasons I've, I've wanted to have you on the show since we started it a year ago was because every time that you and I talk online, I, I get the sense that you are kind of a, a casual fan of the Stargate franchise, so I think it, it would be interesting to have a discussion with somebody who's, you know, kind of a outsider is not quite the right word. But it's not their bread who, and butter. It's not your bread and butter. I mean, we do Stargate 24-7 non-stop, and you obviously cover the, the entire gambit of, of science fiction entertainment, but, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't watch religiously every Friday night. You know, to start out with, are you excited about Stargate Universe? Is that one that you're going to tune in and, and check out? You know, I am, and I was excited about Atlantis when it came out because I liked the concept of it. I liked the fact that they were going to kind of take the Voyager route, you know, go a f- you know, way far away from everybody, get no help from outsiders, and, and the Wraith just seemed like a really cool bad guy. This idea, when I first heard the idea for Stargate Universe, I'm like, that has to be the most boring concept I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know, but then I thought, I thought the same thing about Deep Space Nine when I first heard the concept for that. Like, oh, they're sitting mm-hmm. on a space station. What the hell are they going to do, you know, mm-hmm. every episode? Like, oh, look, welcome new visitors and hug them and give them lays or something. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I just thought it was going to be kind of like uh, Fantasy Island or something. But yeah, uh, Or Battlestar. When they first started talking about the reimagining of Battlestar and not doing any stopover at planets and yeah. not doing any no, alien no, species, yeah. it's, I mean, that's kind of what SGU is going to be. It's your character is stuck in a in a tin can emoting for 45 minutes. But it sounds awesome. And, I mean, seeing seeing just some of the clips that I've seen, and I haven't really seen that much of it, but, um, you know, just what I've seen, just listening to what people are saying and following some of the actors on Twitter and, you know, and some of the things that are going on, I'm actually really excited about what Stargate Universe is. And, you know, unlike what I would normally do for Stargate, which is kind of record a few episodes and then catch up on a weekend, I mean, I think I'm going to definitely be there the night that it airs, and I'm going to be watching it. So That's I'm great. pretty excited. And, of course, I'm wondering what the Lombamba guy there, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> the Lombamba guy. Lombamba. That's yeah, actually his character's name is Lombamba. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering how big his role is because he was on that celebrity, you know, get me out of here show for like three or four weeks. So it's like, mm-hmm. can't be doing that much. <laughs> yeah. But, well, Lou Diamond Phillips, sorry. It's late yeah. at night. Yeah. So, so it makes you wonder, but I keep hearing that, that some of these characters that we're learning about, some of these actors that we see there, you know, don't get married to them because they might not all be there by the end of the season. So I like that. 
I like. Yeah, I, we started with with SG one in ninety seven with four main characters or five if you counted General Hammond on the base. There was never that sense of threat that they might kill off one of these guys. But yeah, with a with a big ensemble show, these guys are probably going to get killed off at some point. And you have to do that because it, it's so tiresome when when you hear about oh you know somebody's life is in danger or, or things like that and you know like, that yeah nobody, right. I mean, it's just not one of those things that's going to happen. And, and, you know, and Atlantis did such a good job, you know, with uh, Dr. What's-His-Name. <laughs> the names are all going. <laughs> you can just call him the Doctor. Yeah, you know, I mean, when they killed his character off, I just thought it was such oh, a beautiful... Oh, Beckett. Yeah, Beckett. It, it, was, it was such a well-written episode, so well-directed. As soon as that explosion hit, I had tears in my eyes. I mean... It moved me, and it's really hard to move me like that because usually I could see the stuff coming. And when that happened, I mean, I was in tears when they were cleaning out his stuff and, and everything else. And what really made me angry and why I actually stopped watching Atlantis is when they decided they were bringing him back. And maybe they brought him back in some interesting way. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just felt that it was a cheat, and, and I just felt that that whole emotion that I, you know, that I had, that whole emotion that I actually was for nothing. An episode was for nothing, and you know, and I hate shedding a tear for nothing. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I have to say that, that you know, that the idea of Stargate, to see that it continues, and, you know, there's some franchises where I say, okay, enough is enough, you know, um, but Stargate, I'm glad they're making more, because I think there's so many different ideas that they can do, and, um, you know, and as long as the Stargate would stop opening up in Renaissance festivals, I think, you know, it'll start. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I mean, how many Renaissance festivals are there outside of Earth? I just don't know. But it is, it's, it's an impressive franchise. The fact that it's lasted so long, I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, but I mean, anybody who watches, who watched Stargate SG-1, for instance, should know why that has stuck around. And, and, you know, and it's funny, I actually just watched the first episode of Stargate SG-1, the pilot episode, I guess, the mm-hmm. the series premiere, and uh, it's just, wow, a lot of things have changed. <laughs> so I At Gay World, in our reporting on Stargate Universe, we've been uh, suffering under something of a media blackout that uh, I think is going to end right around Comic-Con when they are first sort of going public with the show a little bit more and with the cast. And putting them up there on the panel and letting fans ask them questions. And that's probably a good move because by the end of July, I mean, then we're only a few months away from the premiere, and that's probably a good time. Because I definitely understand where, you know, they're afraid of, uh, you know, stuff getting out and spoilers getting out and, and things like that. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to happen. And people passing judgment on the show. Yeah, they pass Six judgment. Six months before it premieres. Before they even have a chance to watch it. And I've been guilty of that, but I try to really say, hey, let's at least give it a chance. Let's at least watch it and... You know, let's not just judge everything by, you know, because I judged, some people were judging Star Trek before it came out, for instance. Oh, man, the first moment I heard it, I was like, (laughs) there's no way that I'm going to enjoy this. And then the first full trailer came, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) I was wrong. You know, yeah, I am a casual fan of Stargate, and uh, I have a lot of friends, you guys included, that are, you know, that do nothing but Stargate (laughs) in your lives, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and I don't know if I'll ever become more than a casual fan of the show, but... Um, but I like being a casual fan of it because to me it's a casual show. It's not something that that requires me to be fully engaged with it, you know. And you know where I, there'll be times where I am fully engaged with it because of what's going on, and you know. But I could say that some of my favorite episodes that I'll watch over and over again aren't Battlestar Galactica. Okay, there's a few from Battlestar. You know, there, there's a lot of shows out there where 
you know, um, where people, where I can't watch the episodes more than twice or maybe three times. But Stargate, there's like 15 episodes I can think of off the top of my head that it, I could just do a marathon every weekend and watch them over and over again. That they're mm. just so well done and they're just so entertaining. And I, I don't know the names of the episodes like you do, but when Rodney and, uh, you know, what's his name, when they had the gaming planet, <laughs> they, they, they were yeah. playing with that game on the Atlantis and it was controlling that planet and... Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a big MMO type thing. It was like the coolest thing ever where they were controlling these two societies because they had, you know, because they visited the planet and they found all these flowers, Rodney McKay up and stuff. It was just, I can't remember, it might have been simple, simply called like the game or something like it that, but to me. The game, yeah. Yeah, it was such a wonderful episode. I love it. I, every time I hear about it coming on, I DVR it and I watch it again and I laugh at every single part because that's funny that was because that that, episode. that is one of the few episodes that I've only watched once. Really, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't particularly care for that episode. So that's uh, that's cool. That's hmm. that's great that you like it so much. But see, I'm a gamer, so that probably helps. I am. <laughs> I am too. I I play. I have a World of Warcraft account. Well, see, I play a real game. online account. That's probably the difference. I play a real game. But oh. uh-huh. <laughs> like Monopoly? <laughs> no, I was just playing EverQuest two when you guys uh, buzzed. Ah, me. oh, so that's a real game for sure. Yes. <laughs> okay, Mike. Sure. <laughs> I, I, you guys I should like host a show polar, together. I like my polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he gets a, he gets that. irritated with me because we agree too much. Or too much, I li- like. Yeah, you have to have conflict. That's what everybody tunes in for. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you know, our best radio shows were the ones where I didn't get along with the guests. And, uh, you know, where I would sit there. I think we had one guest that was going on about the end of the world and, and things like that. Because there's, there's three things I don't believe in. It's ghosts, the end of the world, and uh, Republicans, I think. I can't remember what the third thing is. But um, <laughs> it's just... You don't believe they exist? Yeah, I just don't believe they exist. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't, <laughs> I, I don't believe in like ghosts and the end, and the end times prophecies and all that crap. You know, like oh, the world's going to end in 2012 because the Mayans decided to stop making their calendar after 2012, and mm. you know, my calendar ends in December, but doesn't mean the world's going to end. But um, you know, so you have all those people doing that, and I think I had one guy who was just going on and on about these, you know, these different things that were leading to the end of the world, and. Um, and this is when I wasn't booking my guests, by the way. I was having somebody else do it. And um, and I think I finally just cut him off. And um, <laughs> and then he tried to talk over me, and then I cut him off again. And I really, oh, my goodness. And then I beat him down, and then I hung up on him, and then I beat him down <laughs> some more after oh I Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> and people loved that show. They, they were bored and falling asleep up to that point, but it's just like one of those symphonies that are like really quiet, then all of a sudden, you know, they crash the cymbals and, you know, and everything <laughs> else goes on. You know, it's like that's the part where everybody starts listening. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, Mike is going to kill Something himself Something might here. actually happen on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of did a little Jerry Springer get out the chairs and swing him around and see what happens kind of thing, and... You know, you nice. got to have some of that. I feel bad I didn't watch the final season of Atlantis. I only watched the last two episodes, which was, uh, you know, Vegas and that horrible series finale. <laughs> and, uh, and no Vegas. love for the series finale? No, I hated the series finale. I hated the way it ended. And really? I, I, I don't get the way it ended. It's just, it's like they should have done a two-hour finale. and um, They should have, yeah. And it just seemed, felt like we were in a rush the whole time, and... You know, then we got to this end, and I just, I didn't like the idea of it coming back. And, you know, mm. and maybe that's what it should be doing, and maybe that helps bring the story around to mm. the front again. But I 
hated it. I just, you know, and maybe because I loved, because I saw Vegas first, and because they sent out screeners for this, so I saw Vegas and I saw um, the finale, and Vegas was just such a fun episode to watch, and you know, it, like you're sitting there wondering what the hell was going on half the time, and then you kind of figure it out, and it was fun to watch, and you know, and it gave you that nice lead into the finale, but the finale just is, was so disappointing. It's funny about Gate World, by the way, is that the one thing that I always talk about with, you know, because you guys know, and you guys do this as well, is I, you know, I, I try to have a nice open relationship with, uh, you know, with everybody, you know, who's online, who runs websites, and whether they're competitors or not, because, I mean, we're all in the same, you know, we all do the same thing, and, um, mm. you know, it's not really competition. And um, it's more, hey, we're all out here, we're all trying to trying to serve our readers and stuff. And, um, you know, I always tell the sites that are so focused on just one show or one franchise, you know, hey, you're, you're doing really well now, but, you know, as soon as your show starts to tank, you know, or it goes off the air, you, you have nothing to really follow up on. And, you know, and we can't say that about GateWorld. <laughs> you guys have been solid, you know, for almost as long as we have. And, you know, and you've been able to be franchise-specific and... You know, and it's helped that the franchise has thrived so well. But the well, fans... yeah, it's it's because we're we're relying on on such a great franchise that that has such great legs, and hopefully it goes on for another ten years. Yeah, but, with a uh... tre- with a tremendous fan base. I mean, your readers and, and the fan base that 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 comes to Gate World and that watches Stargate, amazing. I mean, these guys are probably some of the most loyal fans that you're going to find anywhere. And I mean, and I think that's why. You know, Gate World is so successful. I mean, I don't think people realize how successful Gate World is. I mean, you guys blow our numbers out of the water. We don't mm-hmm. even compete. <laughs> you guys, you know. Sometimes, some some periods of the year that may be true. It uh, when we're in a in an eight month drought between new episodes and between shows, it it sure feels like our numbers could be better. Yeah, well, I'm sure it'll pick up here next month. But you know, I just wanted to say that that. You know, I wish I had the fan base that, you know, the reader base that you guys have because it's absolutely amazing and something that I think all of us out there who are doing this every day just wish that we had. So, you know, I know you didn't bring me on here to sit here and lay praise, but it's hard for me to do that. (laughs) We appreciate it, and we appreciate all the hard work that you do and that you and your team have been doing for so many years. I am a very regular reader of Airlock Alpha and glad you came on the show. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. I tell you guys, anytime. Just, you know, let me know. I'll be on. Our next guest <laughs> is our very old and dear friend. Our very dear friend who has been a friend for a long time. I shouldn't call you an old friend. Very old. That. Our longtime <laughs> dear friend, Tammy Farrar from GateWorld Forum. <sighs> hello, hello. Happy, Happy 50th, 50th episode. Happy 50th episode, guys. Wow. How awesome are you? I mean, how cool is this? You know, I mean, TV shows don't even make it this far. How are things going? Oh, awesome. Awesome. Life is good. Everything is going really well. The adoption's done. I am now a mother of a third child. Sweet. Congratulations. Thank you. And just tooling around. I'm looking at houses now. So that's, that's, that's why I was late. I was busy. She's getting ready to move farther away from me. I'm not happy. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the smell. Good for her. <laughs> I'm getting ready to move farther away from you too. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently the an this... ocean apart. <laughs> I yeah. know. 
That how cool is that, Darren? Scotland. Wow. That's pretty cool, yeah. Finished up one degree and I'm gonna go off and start the next one. That is just I, I mean, that's incredible to me. I was just blown away. I, I am just how cool are you too? I mean, wow. Just so you all know, we are the proud parents of two hundred babies, by the way. Two hundred babies. Two hundred babies. Yes, Carl's Fish. That's quite an adoption. It's, isn't it, though? No, actually, we, we actually catch these. Carl's fish. 200? At least they've got to be. his. Uh, he apparently has done whatever he's supposed to in one of these fish tanks, and these bad boys laid eggs, and they have hatched. Wow. That's crazy. What are you going to do, Tammy? Oh, my gosh. I said I had told him, I said, you know, you better be talking to the uh, fish stores. about uh, whether or not they'll take some of them. So what have you guys been talking about to everybody? Who is Justin, by the way? Justin Nolan is the co-host of the other Stargate podcast on the internet, The Fifth Race. Oh, okay. My question for you is, we're now kind of in the middle of this 2009 drought of Stargate episodes, what will forever go down in history as the dry season of 2009. I know. What are you doing to pass the time? Oh my gosh, I am I think I've gone a little nuts. Are you keeping yourself entertained without Jack O'Neill and Sam Carter and John Shepard? I I think I've gotten a little flaky. Uh, I started watching BBC America and started watching their talent shows and (laughs) um, I'm serious, you know, that's where I got caught up in uh, the uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and that's that's uh, who's in my signature is the winner of that. And, okay. Yeah. Your signature has been making me uncomfortable for several weeks now. Oh, has it? Well, why didn't you? I, well, I will, I will change it then. No, I'm I'm giving you a hard time. Oh, okay. It okay. was your user avatar was just like the pectoral muscles and rippled chest, <laughs> rippled stomach. Oh, is it? Of, a, what's his face that she's been going crazy guy. about every time I talk to her? Yes. I don't know, but... His name it, is Lee Mead. That's right, Lee Mead. Yeah. Every time I scroll past one of Tammy's posts on the forum, I just feel like I shouldn't be looking at it. <laughs> well, it's actually a scene from the show, from the, the you know, the West End show. Oh, okay. And um, so, you know, I could put Donny Osmond there instead, if you prefer. Hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and so they all did that same scene. Some of the people that I talked with when I first started fandom we're trying to connect uh, using skype and different means that are overseas you know some over in scotland over in oh, that's uh, cool uh in uh, australia and just doing some different things just to just to feel like you're still part of stargate because it there's nothing there Not and right now, no no and after um after some you know different things where i felt kind of let down in not only in stargate and in in stargate atlantis and in Battlestar galactica because i was spoiled I've really tried to stay away from all the spoilers because mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming up on Universe. I'm really excited about it and I'm really jazzed about it. So I'm. I'm They're quite... doing a much much better job of keeping the spoiler lid on for Universe. Mm-hmm. We had our our spoiler podcast discussion a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. basically decided, you know, I made this announcement that we're not going to going to do spoilers nearly to the degree that we have in years past, and then mm-hmm. you know. I look like a dope because there are no spoilers out there to report now. They've <laughs> been doing such a good job of keeping lids on the casting sides. Well, and that's, you know, and that's something that I found when I when I really pulled back from the spoilers. I really enjoyed the show 
a lot more. And also when I didn't uh, get so in-depth in all the discussions where I was really picking everything apart, I was enjoying it a lot more because I wasn't letting other people's opinions uh, sway my viewpoint. And now if I come later, mm-hmm. like, a, like um, when, the, when the season's over and then I discuss it, it's it's totally different, but discussing it um, while it's happening, you know, yeah, while it's happening or prior to, it kind of ruins it. But if I do it afterwards, it's not so bad. Yeah. But I I don't want to do it beforehand because I found that with BSG and everything else, it would change my perspective of things, and I didn't like, and I I wasn't enjoying things as much, and um, I was looking for oh okay I need to talk about that or you know so I wasn't you know just being entertained. I was looking for what I was going to talk about. I think there is such a thing as too much fandom in mm-hmm. terms of your experience of it. You get so much inside of it, and and you, you know it through and through. And then when the episode comes out, it's like, that was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so and you're, you're too busy waiting to, you know, go argue with so-and-so. So I'm, yeah. you know, now I'm, I'm just really, I found by pulling back those last couple of years... And not doing that so much. Oh man, did my my whole enjoyment factor changed? Uh, I can't say it changed drastically for BSG because they just totally pissed me off. But <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really I'm really jazzed to see what they come up with uh, for Universe because it 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 sounds like there's some you know some really good things. I I have watched a few of the actors in other shows and been really impressed. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with Universe. I'm just babbling. So, Tammy, welcome to the show. And we're recording now. Oh, you two are too funny. I was talking with David about it when he was here the other night, and I wouldn't let him out of the house. Um, Warehouse 13. Uh-huh. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for that. Saul Rubin some ads. Doesn't that look yeah. fun? Eh. I haven't seen a whole lot of it. What I've seen so far looks kind of like... Uh... Eureka? Let's get let's take Eureka and X Files and see if we can mix them together. I'll be honest, I'm not going to watch it, but I don't watch television. So. Well, you know what? I have determined after after spending all kinds of hours talking with Mr. David Reed, he is a viewing snob. He I is. Am. You he's are. He's a snob about a lot of things. He is. Let's talk about David like he's not there. Okay. So. Now I'm always highly interested, curious when he tells me that he was over at your house talking until, I don't know, what, three in the morning? Yes, yes. Just talking about everything for five hours or something. I'm always curious about what those conversations look like. Why? I don't know. What do you guys talk about? Oh, my gosh. Do you spend five hours talking about Stargate and Gate World? It's none of your business. (laughs) Um, Me, you're talking about me, aren't you? Well, we have at least two and a half hours to just you, Darren. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say, and we pick apart your personality minutely. If it was any less than one hour, I would be just... Well, no, you're too complicated. Exactly. <laughs> See, you get me, Tammy. I do, I do. <laughs> no, we do. We talk about a lot of stuff. My we, gosh. Mostly, I th- most of the time we talk about our families. We yeah, talk we about do. what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, yeah. The baby and, you know, mm-hmm. with my parents. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. largely what we talk about. What we think about life in general. And, and Doctor Who. No, I, I still haven't gotten him to watch Doctor <laughs> Who. I keep trying, though. It's not going to happen. I'm going to send a Dalek to his house. Mm. What the Terminate. heck is that? A Dalek? A Dalek. What is a Dalek? If you knew what a Dalek was, you, you watch Doctor Who. 
Because that you know they could hurt you. Uh, oh, is it one of those R two D two things? Yes. Got it. <laughs> and so who was I? Oh, I was talking to my nephew, and we were talking about um, that because I was telling him that you guys had put on there that you didn't like Transformers when I was listening to the last podcast, and that you both were like totally slamming Transformers too. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, asked my ass, Bruce and Sherry and Joe. I was like, didn't you guys just see Transformers 2? What did you think of Transformers 1? I love Transformer <laughs> 1. I loved it. I, was, I thought it was like when he changed all the little radio stations. And all, I thought, oh, he is such a cool car. David and Darren just totally trashed a show I loved. <laughs> it's designed to appeal to the masses. And I don't consider myself one of the masses. It's very popcorn blockbuster fare. A lot like Stargate was, except just not as good, in my opinion. I think it's very fun to watch. Thank you. I think it's, it's an entertaining film. It's visually spectacular, but I, I don't think it's a particularly good movie. I don't think it's no. a good, There's not no. a good story, not, not good characters. Well, no. It's, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. It's that, uh, I guess for me, that's enough sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go and you plunk down your 10 bucks, or uh, me, I got a student discount. I plunk down my 8 bucks. I remember when it was seven fifty for a night. <laughs> show four bucks for a matinee i won't tell you when i remember then yeah but i plunks down my money and i got exactly what i expected and mm-hmm. got entertained and then had to go into sensory deprivation for the next day <laughs> now see i don't cover I, I don't go to the theater so i watch everything at home well tammy welcome to the show how you doing <laughs> i do it fine <laughs> That's David's way of saying everything up until this point is unusable. Uh, well, unusable. You know, hey, you're got, you guys are the ones calling the shots here, so I'm just talking. No, this is exactly what we want. We're having a good time. Uh-huh. Tammy, thanks for being on the show. We're going we're gonna to see you next week, right? Yes, yes, we are. Romance yes. on Stargate. Next week we'll talk about relationships and romance. Yes, I'll bring some real-life romance to y'all's lives. Bring some music and chocolate and flowers. <laughs> I'll bring the candles as well. Thanks to everybody. That was that was a bash. If Most there ever was a bash, a bash on the Gate World podcast, that was it. Uh, go check out those guys' websites. Justin Nolan is the co-host of the Fifth Race podcast. That's at the fifthracepodcast.com or check them out on iTunes. And Michael Hinman is the owner and editor of Airlock Alpha at airlockalpha.com. And of course, Tammy Farrar is available in Gate World Forum at the lovely uh, Tammy Farrar. forum.gateworld.net. That's right. And David and I will be here again next week. So, you know. Oh, I know. So Tammy's going to be back next week, too. We're going to talk about relationships in Stargate for our July 15th show. So here's this week's listener question. Do you ship, as in relationship, what do you think romantic relationships add to or take away from Stargate? That's on July 15th, and then we'll talk about SG-1 Season 7 on July 22nd, if you have some favorite episodes from that season. Be sure to rewatch them. And then on July 29th, another philosophical topic. And I think this was your idea. The topic is demolecularizing your soul. When you go through the puddle, where does your soul go? We're going to do a little soul searching through the wormhole. That's our show for this week. Thanks once again for tuning in. Thanks to Tammy and Justin and Michael and David. Thanks to you for editing this beast. You can thank me in a couple days. <laughs> this was our 50th episode bash. We also gave you a preview of our interview with Mark Savella. That'll be up on the site in just a few days. And for links to anything that we might have talked about today, episodes, etc., 
think there's going to be a whole lot of show notes this week, but what we have will be up on GateWorld.net as the episode number 50 show notes. You can always call us up on the hotline at 616-712-1647, day or night. Long distance rates do apply for that, so uh, use Skype and pay two cents a minute. And you can also uh, hit us up on the podcast feedback thread in GateWorld Forum. Good job. 50 yes. episodes. 50 in the can. One solid year. To the next 50. Onward and upward. And we'll see you right back here next week for episode number 51, which is just as special. On the Gate World Podcast. Podcast.